This is Telemetry Now, and I'm your host, Phil Gervasi, and with me today is a legend in the networking world and the co-founder and CEO of Kentic, Avi Friedman. Now, I just finished reading Avi's book, Network Observability for Dummies, and I do have a few questions to ask and, uh, and also comments to make. Like, for example, how do we get visibility into networks that we don't own, and why do we need just so much information from the network? I mean, what are we really trying to solve here with network observability? So let's get started. Hey, Avi, it's really good to see you. Thanks for uh, for joining today. Uh, well, I guess nobody else can see you. This is an audio-only uh, podcast. I mean, I can see you with our software. The rest of the audience will have to use their imagination. But it is good to see you, and thanks for, for joining today. Good to see you, and thanks for having me on. Great. So before we get going, I want to establish uh, just a foundation here, uh, a kind of a knowledge base between the two of us. Okay. I know that we share a common passion for certain science fiction. Um among all of the different Star Trek motion pictures out there, what would you consider your favorite? Uh, your favorite one? Wow, my favorite one, and and this is going to show that I'm not quite the Star Trek nerd that I should be. Four, so I would say four. Yes, the Voyage Home. It was four. Spock on the bus, you know, with the nerve pinch. Yes. Okay. That was a good one because I love uh, uh, whales and marine biology and that sort of thing. That was a big part of my, my childhood. However, uh, I am disappointed that you did not say Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Well, you know, I try not to watch bad movie physics or read badmoviephysics.com and, you know, look at too much of it. But I just have to say the idea that the Z-axis and the third dimension was a new concept not taught at Starfleet Academy, I just... I just couldn't really, you know, they, oh, we're going to come up from the bottom and no one's going to expect us there. I didn't really, that, that, that sort of was like, eh. Right. I think most sci-fi nerds agree that that is probably the best one. So let's get started here, Avi. I, I, I just finished reading your ebook not long ago, and I do have some questions and comments. And, you know, frankly, I know that the idea of observability itself, that predates technology. I mean, uh, you know, we're talking about... Well, it predates networks especially, right? Network observability was like the state of the resistors and electrical network type stuff. Yeah, know, but I mean, in its pure form, observability is about looking at the components or the outputs of a system and to, to infer, uh, you know, its, its health, right? Or its status. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I haven't, I guess I haven't seen that in a non-tech uh, non mm -hmm. setting, but I will go look. And, and okay, that. well then let's let's talk about that in the context of networking. How how does that really hold true for networking, considering that there are so many disparate parts? I guess that's sort of the point. If you're peering at one port on a network, trying to scry and understand and reverse engineer all the inputs that might have caused what you're seeing, then you know usually you're sitting there scratching your head and you you can't figure it out. And especially with internet related networking. If it takes you longer to figure out what the problem is than the duration of the problem, that's not very helpful. That just wastes a lot of time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes things are, you know, real problems, but only for two or three hours congestion on a network that is remote to you or, you know, in, a, in, in uh, towards uh, Twilio, if that's where you need to get to to send your SMS. So that's sort of the whole point is the more complex your network, the more you need to be able to see the different parts of it. Or you're just sort of trying to infer what might be the problem beyond it, which is pretty difficult when you've got cloud, you've got data center, you've got WAN, you've got the internet side, and really you've got the applications, which are 
I call them nowadays magic packet transporters, you know, even CDNs, right? You <laughs> right. know, it's like, it doesn't, it's not like you have a prefix and your shortest path or distance factor and you're just trying to get somewhere. It's people are magically load balancing traffic around. And, and those are things that are important to see from a telemetry perspective too. Okay. So somewhere in the beginning of your ebook, I think it was page four or five, I don't remember, there was a bulleted list of a bunch of things that you you personally consider as the major tenets of network observability. And you kind of established, and that, your answer just now just made sense, you kind of established that it's observability by necessity because of the complexity yeah. of the network. Um, so there's a bunch of bullets there. I want to focus on the first two, though. The first one is you have to see all networks. Now that to me, as a as a you know experienced network engineer, kind of bothers me. <laughs> Not bothers me, but I really need you to elaborate on that for me because we all know that maybe we could see our own network, right? Mm -hmm. We have some visibility there, but we're also dealing, like you said, with networks that we don't own, like public cloud, SaaS providers, CDNs, maybe the overlay mm -hmm. to our SD WAN. That's yep. a thing now. So how do we get? You know, how do we see all those networks? Well, you know. We live in the shadow world underneath the platonic ideal, and you can't always get to 100%. But mm -hmm. you need to measure the internet if that's something that's important to you. And you can measure the internet by doing probes, you know, synthetic testing with the academic folks. They don't like the name synthetic, so they would say active, active testing or probing. Or if you actually have routing information that you can combine with um, performance-enhanced network traffic. So that could come from um, that could come from a service mesh. That could come from eBPF in a server, and you can combine that with routing. Then you can see project that across the AS paths that you have from BGP. You can actually begin to look into the internet, even though it's not your network. If it's SD WAN, you are dependent often on getting telemetry from the vendor. Or Again, you can set up full meshes of probes and do at least testing to understand whether there could be some transport instability. In cloud, depending on the cloud, you know, Google actually will give you performance data in their VPC flow logs. For the others, um, you're not going to get performance for the network layer. So again, you're sort of, you're, you're left without, you're not going to get their BGP information, but you can look at path data from uh, synthetic traces and add that all together. So, yeah. you know, the less you control the network, the more you need to be measuring it differently than with SNMP and streaming telemetry and NetFlow because they're not going to give you that data. You need to measure your own traffic and then you need to look at what the performance of that infrastructure is by testing it. And ultimately, there's a lot of inferring going on here then. Uh, you have to extrapolate based on certain data that this is what's happening in the provider's network. Am mm -hmm. I right? Yeah, so you're still doing some level of correlation, normalization, inference, but it's a lot easier to uh, figure out, you know, you may not be able to debug Amazon's problem for them, but to know that there is a problem than if you don't have any data for that cloud or if you don't have any data that looks at the internet and you're just seeing, I can't connect somewhere. Okay, so this is actually really good because your, uh, what you're doing is talking about your second bullet point, which is the other thing that I wanted to dis discuss here. Uh, you know, this idea of ingesting telemetry. In, in your book, you should have a system to receive or uh, pull for all kinds of data or all kinds of telemetry and then ingest it so you can analyze it. Uh, I forgot what you said. Correlate, measure it, that kind of thing. And, that, and that's what you're talking about just now. So, so you're not just talking about flow data and maybe some SNMP information. You, you just mentioned a lot of different types of information. Is that really the key here, the underlying technology that we need to rely on, that diversity of, of visibility? Well, I think even within there, there's, there's three things you can look at, which is what's the kind of data that you want? And that could be metrics, 
whether it's uh, SNMP streaming telemetry, got help us CLI scraping, which some optics data you need to get from the CLI, but that's really just a time series of metrics. API, you would think in theory all the routers, those four things would be the same, but they're not always for various reasons. Um, traffic data, which can be NetFlow, it could be VPC flow logs, it could be from eBPF, it could be from PCAP. Um, you know, it could be up at the application layer from, you know, Envoy, you know, a proxy. Um, all those things are, are traffic data. It could be events, you know, something went up or down, whether that's syslog or, you know, it's in a P trap. It could be configuration information, you know, or changes. Mm -hmm. um, there's a tremendous amount of telemetry that you can get from uh, network. And of course, you know, um, traffic performance probes, like we talked about, you know, that you do synthetically, whether it's at the network layer, up to the application level layer, yeah. all that's telemetry, and then you need to be able to, you know, normalize it. It's better if you can say, show me, think about traffic not as NetFlow versus VPC flow logs versus whatever, but you know, some of it may have V6 addresses, some of it may have VXLAN, some of it may have TCP flags, some of it may have, you know, um, uh, may have uh, HTTP re return codes. But um, putting it all together lets you ask better questions. And the third is. You need to enrich it because, you know, if you just have interface ID and not name, that doesn't help. If you have just name, but you don't really know what part of your network it's going to, that doesn't help. If you have BGP, I forgot routing is a whole category of telemetry. If you have right, routing yeah. separate, you're never going to put it together after the fact because it's changing every second. So you need to take a wide variety. You need to be able to make the similar things look the same and you need to be able to extend it so that people can ask better questions. Uh, right, so they know what customer that traffic is, or et cetera. Yeah, I want to ask you about that and and elaborate on it, but I do want to go back to one point you made. You know, you said you want to decide on what information you want to collect, but going back to our original definition of observability, don't we want to collect everything, or is that even not necessary? In the platonic ideal, <laughs> one would like right. to collect and keep everything. Um, Unfortunately, as you said, we don't control. I mean, there's networks you control, there's networks you don't. And even the networks that you control, there's vibrating AGSs left in the corner that, you know, are leaking oil with flies, you know, swimming around them yeah, like right. in the Simpsons episode that, uh, you know, are not going to, are going to fall over if you ask them to do too much. In fact, a little trivia thing, Kentic probably has, I don't know, 50 customers sending us streaming telemetry. As far as I know, zero of them send less than 30 second interval IF MIB equivalent data mm -hmm. because they're concerned about overloading yeah. the control plane. So some problems, you know, so you can't really get everything, but you want to um, get enough of a view across the different networks and across the different devices where there are devices and across the different categories of routing traffic metrics and such to be able to stitch together mm -hmm. an understanding um, by being able to look at you know, being, being able to look at the data and figure out what's actually happening inside, which is what the you know observability is about or where the problem is. And ideally be told about it and, and with a pointer where to look. So you're not just mm -hmm. scrying, um, you know, with yeah, an and therein lies the benefit to network operations, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about that kind of classical definition of observability and then, um, you know, how we want to have visibility into all the networks, see everything, and then ingest that. But you also talked about correlating it, normalizing it, standardizing it. Those are all kind of like machine learning terms right there. Um, why? Why are we doing that? Now, you did say, so you have some sort of insight, so you can ask any question of the network. Well, why, though? Like, what? why do I need to do that? What's the problem that we're trying to solve here? 
Well, there's a couple things that you you want to be able to do. The first is you don't want to say ask the same question from my NetFlow v4 enabled devices or the traffic data I get from hosts or you know the IP fix devices and have to ask all those questions separately or go to five different you know databases time series databases platforms boxes whatever to ask the same question basically about every part of your network you want to put all that together and be able to ask it in a single way which is show me this across all the networks really no matter what the source of traffic data right and it's much better to be able to say show me what applications this customer is accessing or this division of my company right so you know break down that wan link by application and you know remote as um, which you need bgp for or by a uh, customer if you're a hosting company right which of my customers is using my expensive long haul connectivity and if everything is stuck in ip addresses which is what you get without enrichment that is uh, torturous laborious or impossible depending on your scale so if you don't put all the traffic all the metrics all those things together and by the way most people have different systems even for snmp and streaming telemetry today um which is again even like a basic bar for people to get over um, if you don't put all the metrics together all the, all the traffic and all that then you have to ask the same question multiple times and if you don't enrich it with the business I don't know. There's no great IETF term. Well, I don't really like IETF terms, but there's business identifiers. Like, what is the meaning of this? Um, uh, is it, you know, by customer application, uh, whatever whatever that means to you as you debug things, then that can make it more difficult to actually get at the root of things also. Okay, so ultimately getting at the root of things more quickly, right? Exactly. To summarize what you said is that you're going to collect a ton of information, disparate information, uh, in order to get to the root cause of a problem, um, you know, application delivery service delivery yeah. problem very quickly, yeah. efficiently, all that kind of thing. But I, you know, Avi, you you mentioned SNMP routing table information enrichment. You know, I'm, there's a ton of other stuff there. Those are all really different types of data. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you just take like 862 different types of data databases and then smush them all together? Like that seems like a major hurdle in and of itself. It is. I mean, that's that's what mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of people at Kentic that do. And it's right. more than that. Because when the flow data comes in, if you want to know the interface name, you need to look in the metrics. And when any kind of the traffic data, which might not be NetFlow, comes in, you know, it could be, uh, it could be VPC flow logs. It could be from, um, uh, it could be from a web server, right? It could be up at that or Palo Alto firewall. If you want to see the intermediate network hops, you might want to put the entire BGP AS path on it. So you need to be able to store all these things, and you need to be able to enrich. At Kentec, you know, when we started, we actually didn't store BGP index separately. We just used it to enrich the traffic data because we were very traffic sensitive. As we grow, we try to both store these things and link them together in real time at ingest. So, you know, maybe one of the craziest versions of that is the way for some, you know, for some super large telcos, we'll take a feed of all the DNS queries in real time and all the BGP. And then when we get the traffic, we try to figure out what site someone was going to and know a token, not their actual ID, but like of what, what subscriber it was so that people can, 
um, do analysis of those magic packet transporters, right? What's Facebook mm -hmm. doing to my network that comes from different CDNs or might come from their own AS? So there's a huge amount of real-time correlation, and then they're storing these things, which are you know in different formats. So uh, yeah. we have a pretty generic um, um, database, and you know that evolves over time for that. Right. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, this has been a really great discussion today, uh, but I, I honestly feel like we're just scratching the surface. I love getting into this stuff, into the weeds, and we're kind of heading in the direction that I've been very interested in lately the past couple of years. So, so uh, I'd love to talk to you again you know, soon and dig into some of the, uh, the other aspects of network observability, uh, especially how we're doing correlation, that kind of thing. Um, so I'd love to have you on again soon. Uh, sure. I would love to um, talk about this or, you know, other nerding topics, Star Trek Network or otherwise. You, uh, <laughs> Phil, so. Great. Thanks. Great. So before we close then, uh, how can folks reach you online? Um, Avi Friedman at LinkedIn, Twitter, um, probably some other things or Avi at Kentick.com. Great. And you can find me at uh, Twitter at network underscore Phil. And you can search my name, Philip Gervasi, on LinkedIn as well. I'm pretty active in both places. So until next time, thanks for listening to this Telemetry Now.